If you are looking for some inspiration on how to view challenges as opportunities for growth, then you are going to love this episode. In this episode of the Unbounded Podcast, I am interviewing Camelia, who built a successful travel blog and massive Instagram audience from nothing, overcame triple negative breast cancer, and now has the business of her dreams and developed her own method that has helped her clients to manifest money, business opportunities, and true inner happiness. I am so excited to have Camelia on the show today because she is the true embodiment of taking hardships in life and turning them into the greatest opportunities for growth. Her story is so inspiring. And if you are going through a hard time right now, or you're just setting out on a journey to try something new in your life, to follow your heart, to follow your passions, you're definitely going to want to hear everything that she has to say. Welcome to the Unbounded Podcast. I'm your host, Liz, and I am a mindset and transformation coach, as well as a certified breathwork facilitator. And I am so happy to be here with you today. The Unbounded Podcast is all about stepping into your true limitless nature and breaking free from the patterns, blocks, and beliefs, keeping you from manifesting all that you desire in life so that you can live truly free and fulfilled. In this podcast, I am going to provide you with the tools, conversations, and techniques needed to create the success, body, and life you desire without the sabotage and struggle. Be sure to leave me a review if you enjoy, as well as join me at the social media links in the show notes below. Now let's get into the episode. Hi, Camelia. Welcome to the Unbounded Podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yay. Yeah. I'm really pumped to jump into chatting all about how you've overcome so many challenges in your life and utilized them as opportunities for growth. And so we're just going to jump right in. And I'd love for you to start sharing a little bit about your story, your journey with beginning entrepreneurship, travel blogging, and also getting into your experience with cancer. Yes. Oh my goodness. So yeah, my story starts way back in Orange, Texas, a really small town. And, um, you know, I came from a very crazy upbringing, you know, um, very modest, very, you know, did not have a lot. That's putting it nicely, (laughs) you know, and, you know, then basically put myself through nursing school because I really wanted to create a better life than the one that I was given. And then, you know, after I finished nursing school, I moved out to California on my own as a travel nurse and then realized I like traveling. I actually didn't know what I liked because I'd never had a chance to even, you know, do that because I was really just in survival mode. And so I put myself through nursing school and then, um, yeah, I just really started doing travel nursing and then realized I wanted to travel and not so much do nursing. And then basically, um, really learned how to find, you know, cheaper flights. I, I got like a, in 2006, I took a two week trip to Europe and it was really my first big international trip. I didn't even get on a plane until I was 18 years old, which is crazy now. So now I've been to like 36 countries. So, um, but back then in 2006, I took my first big international trip and I just knew I wanted more and I did not know how I was going to make it happen because I was like, 25, you know, single. And like, I had a decent job. I was a nurse, but I wasn't, you know, rich by any means. And so I knew, you know, so I came home from my two week trip and I had so much fun. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it opened up my eyes to new cultures and things and 
just all the things I wanted to be able to go and do more of. I was like, I need more of this. And so I did what any other 25 year old would do. And I hopped on Google and I typed in, how do I travel the world for free? And (laughs) of course, right. Google always has the answer. And so basically um, it led me to the wonderful, wonderful world of travel hacking. And I learned about it. I soaked up everything I could possibly find. And I realized, oh my God, so I can get this credit card and spend this and then pay it off every month and get these points that I can use for like travel done, you know? And so I've been like, you know, my blog is called Hackerette. I've been like a little life hacker since before like hacker was a word because when I was little, we didn't have money. Right. So I had to really figure things out and I had to make something out of nothing from way back. Right. So this was just went right with all the stuff I was used to doing. And so I thought, oh my gosh, I can play this game and go do, you know, these things that I want to do. And so I was just another girl trying to live her best life. Right. And so I was just like, yes, this is the best thing ever. So I started doing and playing around with travel hacking and I was going to a new country once a month for like a hundred bucks. And, you know, people were like astounded. My friends are like, like, how are you doing this? You're a nurse. Like, we know you're not rich. Like, what are you doing? And so I was like, oh my God, it's so easy. So I started telling everybody how I was doing it and I was getting glitches in the system and they're called error fairs. And I was flying to Amsterdam for the weekend for a hundred bucks and, you know, all this stuff. And people were like, what, you know, and So I built a course on it, started a blog and started telling everybody how I was doing it because they kept asking me, how are you doing it? How are you doing it? And so I was like, kind of sick of telling everybody over and over. So I was like, I'm just going to build a course, you know, and there it is. And so that's actually how I started. And that was way back in 2016. And, um, yes, it's just evolved since then. And so Um, I, you know, was a travel girl. Like I said, my blog was called the hackerette because I was literally a girl travel hacker. And then I went on into, um, doing photography because I had a blog and I was doing that. And then brands started taking notice of the things I was doing. And I started getting paid partnerships. And then once again, people were like, how did you do that? (laughs) So I was like, well, I'll teach you. So I started doing Instagram coaching and, you know, stuff like that and started holding my own events and, and still, you know, ended up being able to quit my nursing job. And, um, yeah, I was just traveling all around the world and living my best life. And I was like, oh my God, I've made it pinching myself, you know, floating around in infinity pools at the four seasons. And then all of a sudden I got a cancer diagnosis. And so everything took a, you know, left turn. That was not part of the five-year plan. So I basically pivoted again and, you know, I had to take a year off of traveling to get, a really aggressive year of chemotherapy. And so I kind of took that time and I was already coaching already. And so I just really leaned into that part of my business and, you know, I couldn't travel anyways. And then COVID happened. <laughs> and so yeah. then it was like, oh, I was perfectly set up, I guess for it. And then I, I scaled my business even more because everyone wanted to go from brick and mortar to online and so on. So I helped a lot of clients do that. And then, yeah, here we are today. So that's me in a nutshell. (laughs) I love it. So I was fortunate enough to be a part of your healing journey, um, from cancer. And I'm just curious, I think you're someone who balances allowing yourself to be upset, to feel frustration, to really allow yourself into all of those emotions that people avoid, but also has such a positive mindset. So what did that look like for you whenever you first, you know, found out about your cancer diagnosis? And then, you know, what did that period of time look like of letting yourself kind of be upset and then shifting more into positivity? 
Yes, that's a great question. Um, so yeah, I was diagnosed um, July 12, 2019. And I, I was literally, you know, about to leave for another trip when it happened. And um, I was like, oh my God, like this is, you know, I have so many things moving and going and everything, you know, was in place already. And I was supposed to leave for a trip to Europe for in like, in like 10 days. And I asked my doctor, like, is it okay if I go, like, am I going to die? You know, if I go, or is it okay? You just have all these questions. And she's like, no, go ahead and go, but we need to get you right into treatment as soon as you get back. And I was just like, oh, so, you know, I was really, I was first in shock. Obviously I was 38 and had no, I mean, I was the girl drinking green smoothies and going to meditation retreats. It made no sense. Right. I was already grateful, like, you know, all these things. And so I'd already known about manifestation and had been practicing it in my life. And so, you know, I think for six weeks, I was in a bit of shock mode and just allowing myself to feel all the feelings. And I didn't really tell a lot of people for that first six weeks, because every time you were telling someone new, you were like re-traumatizing yourself and you were having to go through that story again. And it was just way too hard. And so, um, during that time, I just kind of kept to myself and it was really bursting to come out. And so eventually I just posted it everywhere on social media and I just got it all over with because I just needed to get it out. And then, then it was done and I'd had time enough to see like how I felt about it. And so really the biggest thing was, you know, okay, I felt my feelings, the shock, the hurt, the confusion, the why no one can tell me why it happened. The kind that I had, it was called triple negative breast cancer. They have no idea what the root cause is. So Mm. you're left with like the why, and I wasn't in like a, why me? I was just like, why, you know, so I don't do that again. And I really wanted to, to fix it. Right. Like I wanted to be like, okay, won't do that again. So And then there was no answer with the kind that I had. So really I was like, okay. And I still wanted to be able to do something. So I was like, what can I do? And so I would wake up every day and and be like, okay, how can I make myself happy today? How can I support myself today? How can I, you know, love my body? How can I, you know, do my meditation and visualizations to create what I know I want? Because I wasn't, you know, I was basically doing this kind of work since 2008, you know, with manifestation and things like that. And so it was a big test of, you know, putting my tools that I already knew that I had, putting them back into real life practice, like when it mattered. And so, yeah, I really focused on that. Um, and just first, you know, when I was in shock mode and then I just went into like, let's beat this mode. And I was going to do whatever it took to get there. Yeah. And, um, I would assume along the way too, there were probably a lot of days that felt way better than others. And I think a lot of people on their journey toward, whether it's a healing journey or they're working toward any goals tend to kind of see those lower moments as downfalls. So how did you navigate those days where you really just didn't feel like pulling yourself together? Absolutely. And like I always say, you know, challenges are opportunities for growth. And so every time we are faced with a challenge, then, you know, it's like, okay, we have, it's like little miniature forks in the road, right? Like I always think about it as a fork in the road. Okay. So, you know, what is getting me closer or farther away from my goal or whatever it is with my business or my wellness or whatever Mm -hmm. that is. And so we're constantly going to hit challenges, like no matter what we're doing or we're not growing, right. We're stagnant. And so just every time you know, if I wasn't feeling well, then I would just honor my body that day. Cause there was days I was in bed and I was sick, you know, and sometimes your mind wants to go as ready to roll and your body's like, no, yeah. you know? And so you just really have to honor that. 
and that's from a wellness standpoint, but from a business standpoint, if you are not feeling that creative juice, take a break because you're not going to push it out. You know, you're just not, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, I, totally agree. I really love to something I do now today in my business is I'm all about meditation for sure. I mean, I definitely go in, in the mornings and I do everything. I'm, I'm self-care all morning before I even start giving to other people. I don't even start my calls till about 10 or 11. Um, because all morning I'm doing my, my matcha, my green smoothie, my walk with my dog, my meditation. I love going in and saying, asking, you know, what is asking to be created through me today? You know, what that. is that? Yeah. And then really seeing what comes and not opening your eyes to go write it down, but allowing it to flow. And something I do is I have an app on my phone called dictation and I just let it sit by my head, like while I'm meditating and I'll just say it out loud if so I don't miss it. Right. So you don't kind of, cause you get oh, all these downloads. So cool. Yeah. So you'll get cool. all these downloads and they're so like, ah, oh, but you'll cut off your flow if you jump out of it and then go to write it down and we all want to keep it. So, you know, that's like yeah. a little hack of course that I do because I do get so much amazing information when I go within. And I think we all just have to remember to go and reconnect with the woman within because she knows what's up and we try to get in our heads, but our heart actually knows what's up and we just have to reconnect and like get it out. Yeah. I think that in the business world and the entrepreneurial space, there's so much emphasis on hustle and like forcing to make your dreams happen. So did having cancer at all change the way that you view your business and the way that you operate in your business? A hundred percent. Um, I was moving way too fast and I'm just a hustler. I'm naturally, I am. And so whenever I did get the diagnosis, I knew I was moving too much. I don't think that's what gave me cancer, but nobody knows. We'll never know. That doesn't matter. Um, but it was a wake up call to that. I was moving too fast, going too hard, not allowing myself those times off to rest. I was like, I'm young. I'm still young, you know, and I'll do that as soon as I get to this level. Well, that level never comes because once you get to that level, you want another level, right? And so you really have got to, um, you cannot scale a broken system. You have to create systems of success from when you first start, because if you are going to scale a broken system, it it's gonna, <laughs> right? It's gonna yeah. just get worse and worse. And so now, of course, now I don't start my calls till 10 or 11. That was not the case before I was working 20 hour days and, you know, crazy stuff like this and flying all over and jet lag was my life and working in between and doing everything myself and deadlines. And it was just a lot. And I know now it can never get to that again. And I just have to, like my body comes first, like loving my body, loving myself, getting rest, nurturing foods, like all this stuff we know, but it is just like, it's a non-negotiable now. And, and like I said, don't even start my day till 10 or 11. And most people look at me like I'm kind of crazy, but I do so many amazing things between those hours and they're all mine. And I don't have to get up early if I don't want to, I work out three days a week with my trainer. I mean, it's just like, I'm so fulfilled by the time I hop on a call or these podcasts or a client call or my group coaching program, I am so ready to just give. Cause I'm so filled up at that point. I'm like, who do we help? Let's do this. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm the exact same way. I have to take a lot of time for my morning routine because this type of work that we do requires a whole different aspect of energy and running your own business puts so much responsibility on yourself. 
So I totally agree with that. And I think that the more time you spend, just like you said, I love the way you said it, allowing like what needs to come through to come through rather than necessarily sticking to like a really rigid list of like this, this, and this has to get done today. Of course, there's always certain things that we have to do, but also leaving room for intuition and leaving room for, you know, just allowing flow to come through is so important. Yeah. We're creation. And also just you know, I like, I, obviously we have things to do, but our to-do list just keep growing and growing and growing. Cause there's like, I, these are the things I have to do. And then these yeah. are the things that would be, I would like to do, you know what I mean? And it kind of grows and grows and it becomes this infinite list. So what I tell a lot of my clients is like, you're only allowed to do five things today. And then t- for tomorrow you can do five more things yeah. and then so on and so forth. You, it sounds like, uh, but you can be so productive if you do five things a day, <laughs> like you, can yeah. be, you know, and like, it has to be the top priority things. And then if you, if you have time to do more, go, cool. But if you're done, you're done. And then go be creative, go work, you know, on the business instead of in the business, go take a walk, go meditate. Like once you've done with those five things, the rest can be done tomorrow and so forth. But if you get in the habit of doing five things a day, you're honestly going to be so productive. Yeah. I love that. I'm the same way. I have to put up those boundaries with myself because if I don't, (laughs) it never ends. It never ends. There's always something else. Um, but how do you navigate (laughs) or how did you navigate in the past? Whenever you felt that extreme pressure of like, if I don't get all this stuff done, like my business might not succeed or my business might not go anywhere. Yeah. I definitely used to just stay up all night and do it and just get it done. And I would just go until it was done. And that was to my own detriment. I know. Um, and now, you know, it's about hiring the person who can do it. It's about, you know, asking for help. It's about saying no to things that aren't, you know, necessarily the perfect, yay, yay, yay fit. You know what I mean? Like, and so, and I used to say yes to everything because I was in growth mode and all this kind of thing. And, you know, what's actually going to move the needle. There's a few things that move the needle. And I know what those things are. Podcast interviews are one of them. You know what I mean? I connect with all these new people. And so, and that's something only I can do. And it's something that is always productive, you know? And so it's something I enjoy. It's something only I can do. And it's something productive for my business. So it's a win, win, win. Okay. But if that something is not productive for your business, like if you, if you love making Canva graphics, you keep that for you. Like I love editing my own photos. I love it. I think it's fun. It's creative. And I love that. Um, so I would never outsource that, but I could definitely use help with blog posts. I could definitely use help with, you know, different things. And so figuring out what's going to move the needle in your business, write down every single thing that you do in a day, and then be realistic with yourself. What can be hired out? And then what actually is moving the needle? You go do those things, but not everything is going to be, you know what I mean? Even some things that are, they can still be hired out. But like, what are the things only you can do or that you actually enjoy doing? Because in most of it, you'll see that you can actually find someone to help you. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so important. And especially to keep the things that you do love and enjoy in the same way. (laughs) I love doing like any of my own, like Lightroom photo editing, all Mm -hmm. that stuff is so fun to me. Um, But the other things that aren't as fun kind of just take up your energy that could be going toward other more important things. It all adds up. It all adds up. And every time you look at it and you go, that's an energy leak. Right. And so every time you're like, Oh, I love that term. Yeah. (laughs) It's an energy leak and you've got to do the things that light you up and outsource the things that, you know, (laughs) drain you out. So, yeah. 
I'm really curious what your opinion of this is. I get asked this question all the time and I don't think there's necessarily a right or a wrong answer, but I just love asking it to other entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing what I know now about energy and how much goes into building my own business. I definitely take more of an approach of like flow and listening to my intuition and having these boundaries. But I also had a period in my business where I was hustling and I was staying up like so late at night, I was working like 12 and 14 hour days Mm -hmm. in the very beginning, just to get things done. Because when you start something, there's a lot to do. So Mm -hmm. I get asked all the time, do you think that it's realistic to go into building your business already being in like a state of flow and, and not being in that like temporary hustle mode. That is a great question. And it has a, it's a very hard answer because, you know, I do understand it takes so much more to just get things off the ground and you are going to grow slower. And so it's almost like if you are going to hustle like crazy, give it a time frame, like cut it off at six months or something like that, or cut it off at a certain goal or something. You know what I mean? Because I get that. And I feel that and respect that because I was that yeah. way, you know, but at the same time, once you get to a place where you're kind of flowing and going, you've got to start creating systems mm-hmm. and most of the time it's an inefficiency problem. It's that you're not being productive with the time that you have. Um, most of, yeah, most of the girls I work with, they're kind of like, I'm like, okay, tell me exactly what you do all day. Like, tell me exactly right. What time do you wake up? Okay. What do you do? What do you, okay. That's six to seven. What about seven to eight? We literally go through it. I go hard with them, like with a fine tooth comb and they literally are embarrassed and ashamed of well, I think I was doing busy work. Okay. What's busy work? Well, and I'm like, okay, so you just had an hour and a half that you told me you don't, you're not really sure what you did. So this is waste. Right. And so, and it's not like I'm trying to call them out, but it's like an awareness. It all starts with like the awareness of, we all have the same hours in the day as Elon Musk, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, it's just an efficiency problem. You know what I mean? And so things that get scheduled, get done. And things that are non-negotiable get done, treat it like a doctor's appointment, treat it like, you know what I mean? Whatever it is that's important to you. Um, because when she, when they say things to me, when I go and say things like, okay, I'm going to try to get all this done by the time, you know, the next time we meet. And I'm just like, okay, you told me, in fact, in our first session, you wanted to be the six, the six figure version of Liz or whatever, you know? Yeah. And so what would the six figure version of Liz actually do? Would she say, I hope I get it done in the time, you know, or would she Mm. actually make sure that it got done? Mm. Right. And so they're like, Oh my God, you know? And so, you know, you are here and you want to be the six figure version of you and we're bridging the gap. Well, what's missing? And so you've got to embody the version of you that is going to be the six figure version of you. And the gap is, you know, the doing the thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, you've got to commit. And if you don't treat it like a job, it's never going to be a job. Yeah. I love that. And that's at the root of everything I teach is embodiment and becoming within yourself first, that version of yourself that you want to be. And so oftentimes I think we like to think that, you know, we're taking actions 
based on, you know, trying to reach our goals, but really we're taking actions based on who we're already being within ourselves. Like actions are just following the states that we're occupying, whether it's through our beliefs or our thoughts. And by already assuming that you are that version of yourself that like expedites your success. So I love that. And I'm curious, like where in your life, in your business, you've integrated that. Definitely. I've had to stop thinking small so many times and then I'll get to a new level. And then I'm just like, I get really cozy, you know, because yeah. then I'm like, yeah, I'm good here, you know? And then I'm like, do I want to be kind of lazy and just stay here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I have those moments too, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> should I just leave well enough alone? And then at some point I'm like, no, okay. And then things keep coming. Cause I have a, a great, you know, business model. And so I actually have been a little bit lazy because of my health stuff and things are keeping coming. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of being forced to keep moving. You know what I mean? In that yeah. direction, because wonderful opportunities keep coming and people keep signing up and I keep making new products and offerings and my programs and stuff. And so, um, I'm like, okay, it's time. I'm kind of being forced to make a move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise I'd be turning people away and I don't want to do that obviously. So I'm, I'm excited to do the work that I do. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's really like, you know, getting something, that is working, that is effective. That people are happy. You're happy. That's the golden ticket. You know what I mean? Like, cause sometimes you'll offer a service and you're like, that was not fun or people weren't happy. It just wasn't vibing that happened. Yeah. You know? Totally happens. Well, the beauty of being an entrepreneur is that you get to try again. You get to do something else that you love and that they love, and you get to choose again anytime you want to. And I used to offer a service. This is a great example back in the day when I was doing the travel hacking stuff, people wanted me to buy their tickets and do all these things. And I was like, easy, I could do that in my sleep. You know what I mean? I'm going to do it. So I was like charging, I don't know, like a hundred bucks or something, say 150 for me to go find them like the best deal. And they were going to save way more than that. Right. Yeah. But they had to buy it like right now, you know, they had to buy it and I'm not a travel agent. So I'd be like, you have to buy it now. And they didn't want to do that. And then they dally and then they're like, Oh, and then it was just, it was a nightmare. Right. And then they thought that I was getting paid. I'm like, but I'm not a travel agent. I'm just a travel hacker. <laughs> you know. Yeah. What I mean? so, yeah. It was a service that people wanted from me, but it wasn't vibing. Like there was so much disconnect. They weren't happy. I wasn't happy. And it just was like, I'm never offering that again. You know what I mean? But I had to try it to learn because I was like, oh my God, you should offer that. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. Right. And then sometimes you try something out and it doesn't work. And that is totally okay. You know, just try something else. That's fine. Yeah. I think there needs to be a lot more like normalization around that too, because I've had that experience so many times in my business where I've pivoted like probably 10 times, but it was because with like each experience I had, I learned new things and I grew as a person and the things that I wanted to talk about evolved and changed. And so what you go into your business with is not the same thing that like you have to do even a year, five years from now. And I know a handful of people who don't want to get started just because they're like unsure if they know like with 100% certainty what yeah. they want to do. So what would you say to those people? I would say you can really only learn by doing like yeah, I, I have learned myself and I'm embodying that statement too, because I started out as a travel hacker and here I am a business coach. Like who knew yeah. that was going to happen, right? What a transition that is. It was all very organic. You know, I started a blog with travel hacking. I built a course you know, I was an influencer and a blogger. And then I started teaching people Instagram coaching and then business and now mindset with all the cancer stuff. So it's, you know, evolved into this thing very organically. My blog is called Hackerette. 
it's not, I'm not even hacking anything anymore. <laughs> Maybe you're yeah. mine, you know, yeah, but like, your mind. I like that. it is what it is. But I mean, if that had stopped me, you know what I mean? But you're going to learn by doing and you're going to evolve. And so now I'm just trying to go back to my being my name, Camellia Britton, but like, you know, it's just, it happens. And even with my clients, they'll start with one thing and then they'll want to change it a little bit and it may not change completely, but it's like, we're fine tuning it. We're fine tuning it. We're fine tuning it. And that's totally fine. But they only learned by like saying yes to this first, you know, iteration and then going out and taking messy action. Right. And then coming back to me and going like, this didn't feel good, or this was off, or I don't think I actually want to do this now, you know? And I'm like, cool. We learned what you don't want. And there's so much value in that. I actually started a home care business when like, that was actually my first business. You've done it. all. (laughs) Yeah. I totally like, I started a home care business in 2012 and I'm it was like match.com for healthcare. And I spent, you know, two years building the software and doing it. And I had so much fun creating it. And then when I was like launching it, I was like, I don't like this. Like I was like 30 at the time or something. And I was like, I don't want to tweet about aging in place. This is like the worst thing ever. And I had spent thousands of dollars, time, hours, two years of my life, like, and it was making money and I hated it. And I was like, oh my God, I am the biggest failure ever. And it was so hard to release it because it was like my baby. Right. And I was like, oh, well, it is what it is. And now I see that there was so much value in learning what you don't want. And that gives you closer to what you do want, you know, and I built a Reiki and a wellness business after that. And that wasn't it either. Even though I loved it, I felt like I was trapped in a room and I just wanted to travel and be free. That was second business. And so this is the story. Like you don't always see behind the scenes. And it's not that I don't talk about it. I do, but maybe you didn't see that post or whatever. Right. And it's like, I had two businesses and they were both making money. So I can't call them failed businesses, but they yeah. weren't what excited me. There was something that was off. And, and then even now I'm continuing to evolve and that's amazing. It's like part of, you know, the thing, but I think we judge ourselves more than anybody else judges us. 100%. Yeah. And so just release that. <laughs> yeah. Let it go. I think forgiveness self-forgiveness is one of the most important steps on your personal development journey. Just being able to let go of all of the things you're holding on to all of the pressure you're putting on yourself. For sure. I think my fiance at the time, he's my fiance now, but like he told me, cause I was, before I started Hackerette, you know, my blog, it was like my third business. And I was like twice bitten shy. And I was like, I'm not like, I'm the biggest failure ever. And he said to me, <laughs> and this stuck with me, I think mean, he said, the guy that created the angry birds app, uh-huh. I think made like 57 or 120 or some, some crazy amount of apps before angry wow. birds. And we all know how that turned out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm only on number three, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, so no judgment. Yeah. No judgment. Yeah. I always try to tell my clients, you know, really at the end of the day, there is no such thing as failure. Like we think that there is, we put that judgment on ourselves, but everything is just a growing opportunity. Like everything, there's always something you can take away from it. And I think both of us can attest to the fact that neither of us would have the businesses we have today. Had we not taken every single other step along the way. Yes, absolutely. And I have a whole thing about failure equals I am learning, right? Oh, I I love this. Failure equals I am learning. And because, and I'm like, failure doesn't exist. Here's why. Right. So when you're a baby and you went to take a step and you fell on your butt, you went, Hey, hey," right. You didn't sit there and go walking sucks. I don't think it's for me. Like you didn't say, you know, you still believed in yourself because you didn't understand anything else, but that you could do it. You believed you could do it. And so you did your parents believed you could do it. Your friends thought you could do it. 
you had no reason to not believe you could do it. And so you did it. And like, you didn't fall three times and go, yeah, I tried Eh, not, not so much for me. I'm just going to crawl. I don't care. It's like, I'm going to settle for crawling. It's cool. You know what I mean? But that's literally what you're doing. Yeah. And success is literally just made up of like, you know, small wins and just not giving up when it gets hard because it's going to get hard. And honestly, just, it's the same with anything. You're doing something new, new level, new devil. You're going to have to face it. And you just got to push past that resistance. Yeah. And it, it blows my mind sometimes, especially today. I think it's just a part of the culture that we've created of like wanting instant gratification, but it blows my mind how easily sometimes people just give up on themselves. And I'm like, you can do anything. Like you can literally do anything that you want to do in this life. Mm -hmm. The only requirement is that you just don't give up on yourself. Like if you just are ruthlessly committed to your goal, it might take you a few years to get there, but it's going to happen. And at the end of the day, you're going to be so grateful that you're there. You're not going to look back and be like, Oh man, like I wish this, I mean, maybe you'd wish it didn't take so long, but you're, you're still going to be grateful that you're there. You're going to be better off than having given up. The time is going to pass anyway. And so it's like, where can you be in four years? You know, where can you be? I started my blog in 2016. We're in 2021. I'm, I'm great. I'm good for the rest of my life. Right. I have a very thriving business, right. I'm established and great. Um, where will you be in four to five years? And the time is going to pass anyway. So just keep going, just figure it out, keep going. And like, I always say we have to push past there's the three stages of resistance, right? So there's resistance, acceptance, and then expectance. So when you first start out, we're all going to have resistance and you're going to be resistant. Your friends are going to be resistant, your family, your followers, everyone's gonna be like, what is going on? Oh, you know, and we're like, our stomach hurts. And we're like, oh, that's when we want to give up. But that's the way the part you got to get past Yeah. and then just keep going, keep going, keep going. And then you're going to finally hit acceptance where you accept it, your friends accept it, your followers of like, okay, I guess she's doing that now. Right. And then you keep going, keep going. And then everyone's going to start to expect it from you. So your friends expect it. You expect it. You're like, I'm committed. It's happening. And then that, and that is when you're going to start becoming top of mind for the thing you want to be known for, but you've yeah. got to push past it to get there. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. And I think discomfort is one of those things just primally speaking, even like we don't want to feel, we don't want to feel discomfort. We don't want to feel anxious. (laughs) We don't want to feel tension in our bodies. And so we immediately run from it the second that we feel it, but that's the very thing that you need to lean into. If you want to actually make it to your goals. Absolutely. I'm always like, there's no mountain lion, (laughs) no mountain lion coming to to eat you. You know what I mean? It's only your fear and your ego, because like, I always say like, okay, with imposter syndrome, you know, it's like, okay, what is the worst thing that's going to happen is people people are going to like your post. You're going to be like embarrassed. You're not going to get enough views. That's literally the worst thing that's going to happen. You're not going to be homeless. You're not going to like, you know, lose your whole family, like get over this, like, you know what I mean? Like get over this. Like, no, if you would rather like allow these little, these little likes to like, take away the dream. Like you have a, why you have something that's in your heart that is asking Mm. to come through and it's there. And that's why it stays in there and you keep buying the courses and hiring the people and like doing the thing. But if you're not going to push past the thing, right, then you're not going to get there. Yeah. And I see that way too often in the entrepreneurial space, just like going from coach to coach, to mentor, to product, Mm -hmm. to course, and yet just not getting over the very thing that is standing in your way, which is usually ourself. 
Yes. It's usually yeah. ourselves, And it's funny. Everybody will come. A lot of my clients will come and they'll be like, I want accountability. I want the blueprint. And I'm like, okay, I have all this accountability worked into the program. And yeah. then I will just say, Hey, you've got the Slack group. You've got the Facebook group. You've got the calls. <laughs> you've got yeah. the worksheets. You know what I mean? Like what more accountability can I give you? Let me know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And so, yeah, they're like, oh my God, it's me. I'm like, yes. It's it's you. <laughs> I yeah. love you. Now let's do it. Let's push through it together. We're yeah. here. Something that really changed things for me was realizing that when we have a fear, like we think, you know, when you're starting off your business and you're utilizing social media, just as an example, but this can apply to anything in life. And you're like afraid of what people are going to think about what you post. Like you're afraid of the amount of engagement you're going to get, like all these things. And something that really shifted my perspective was understanding that every time we fear something, it's never the thing we're fearing. It's the way that that thing is going to make us feel like we're afraid of the feeling that that thing is going to bring up. So judgment from other people or judging ourselves, just not even accepting ourselves or what it is that we want to talk about. And, uh, yeah, when you put it into that perspective and realize that you're really just fearing a feeling and there's no feeling that you can't handle within yourself, you can't handle on your own. That really shifts things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. A great example of that is whenever I got diagnosed with cancer, I was, you know, hair goals. My, I was, I had long blonde hair down to my waist and it was like all natural, no extensions. And then two weeks later I was bald. So literally go from like an herbal essences, herbal essences, brand ambassador, hair model to two weeks later, I'm completely bald and have no hair whatsoever. And I'm doing it from in front of hundreds of thousands of people on Instagram. Like seriously, yeah. like there's no manual on how to, you know, navigate a cancer diagnosis publicly in front of thousands of people when your job is literally being an influencer. Yeah. So literally I had to figure that out. I had to kind of pave the way because I didn't see anybody else that kind of, you know, was doing this when they already had this kind of a job. I saw plenty of people going through cancer, but not like, Hey, I was here and now I'm here. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, you know, it was up to me to kind of pave the way because how many women are going to unknowingly come after me, you know? And so I really wanted to be this space, be a light in the space because there was so much doom and gloom in the space. And so I really wanted to be the light. And so what I did, you know, I was thinking to myself, like I'm in travel and lifestyle. I'm not in wellness or cancer. I'm not even in the wellness world. Right. So I had to think to myself about how can I offer my audience value in this whole new way that I have never even connected with them before it was always yeah. travel and lifestyle. And So, you know, maybe not everybody has cancer, but like everybody goes through hard times Mm -hmm. and everybody needs to learn how to rely on resilience and find the silver linings and come back to what's important and all these things. And so that's what I shared. I shared about like, okay, this was hard. This piece of, you know, the journey was hard. This is how I got through it. Or this is what I focused on or whatever. And like you talked about earlier, staying positive through the times and you know, not sitting there going like, this is not hard. This is also fun. No, (laughs) this is definitely hard. And there, I talked about, you know, there are days I was in bed all day, but you know what, I'm getting through it and this too shall pass or, you know, Mm -hmm. truth bombs, like what actually matters in life, you know, and it's not this or that, that we think about, it's not having hair. You know what I mean? It's literally about, you know, the connection and the love. And I was met with so much love during that process And it's just in this weird way, it gave me confidence. Like we talked about confidence earlier in this weird way. It, it like, 
it was just like nothing else mattered. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, who cares if I'm bald? I'm still the same awesome person. I just happen to not have hair right now. Yeah. You know and like, it yeah. was a an overnight self-love acceptance, you know, and just, yeah, acceptance of what is, you know, and just, yeah. it, it is, it's okay. I'll be fine. It'll grow back, but it sucks right now. And that's okay too. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes in life, things that we rely on and maybe don't even realize that we rely on for validation sometimes get taken from us. And it's actually an opportunity for us to lean in and learn how to truly love ourselves without them. And I know for me in my journey that happened with my body, like I was stuck in these disordered eating patterns mm -hmm. and my form of validation was being able to like manipulate my body and have this body that I wanted be really skinny. And then I got really sick and I couldn't move my body anymore. And then I literally couldn't work out. I couldn't walk for more than like 10 minutes at a time. And so my ability to place my validation in that was completely taken. And I had to learn how to love myself without being able to change my body. So mm -hmm. it sounds like a really similar situation, you know, not that you didn't love yourself, you know, without your hair, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, no, for sure though. That was the other thing I was going to say, the self-love, um, you know, the acceptance and just, yeah, I forget what was the other, just the other thing, but basically it was, it was a journey in self-love. And I, I mean, I thought I loved myself before and then, but I had to look at myself and not even recognize myself, you mm -hmm. know, and that was hard. And I had no lashes and no eyebrows mm -hmm. and I'm like, I don't even look like me. I don't want to look like this. I mean, yeah. for goodness sake, we choose our phone case. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like our hair. Yeah. And how we look, you know what I mean? Like think about the little things we choose every day mm. and we want it how we want it. Right. Like even our, like, like I said, phone case, you know? And so then all of a sudden this big part of you, you know, is gone and you are like, who am I? And like, I don't have hair, but I'm still me. And it's just looks or whatever, but it changes how you feel. And I really had to just be like, okay, I do love myself this way. And I didn't really go around bald. I have a couple of bald pictures on my feed, mm -hmm. but like, I didn't really go around bald because I actually didn't resonate with it. It wasn't yeah. even like, I don't love myself because I wouldn't have posted it at all. But like, yeah. I just didn't, I felt like a boy mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I'm very girly. And so yeah. for me, it was an act of self-love to put on my lashes and my lipstick, yeah. and my wig and just go feel pretty. And then you know, I didn't want anybody looking at me with like pity either. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, when I would go out bald, I would get, you know, the look and I was just like, Ugh, you know, and I didn't want that energy anywhere near yeah. me. And so it was a big to do to go out, but I felt so pretty and good. And, you know, like I probably got complimented more because I probably put more effort. You know? yeah. <laughs> and uh, it'd be funny. Like I'm totally engaged, but I get hit on at the beach and I'm like, if they only knew, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, but that was like, great, you know, but it's just all about you know, that personal growth and just these challenges come through to see, you know, what you're made of. And like, sometimes, you know, I needed to learn the lesson of self-love in the way that I needed to self-care more. I needed to take more time for me. And like, um, I knew I needed to, but it was kind of like something that I was putting off until, until whenever, you know, and yeah. it wasn't getting to it. And then and you didn't have an option. Exactly. And then all of a sudden I got, you know, they talk about the feather, <laughs> the bat, and then the Mack truck. Right. And so yeah. I got the Mack truck and I was like, ah, okay. So yeah, now I'm not doing that again. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And, um, I always teach my clients intuition comes 
it always comes first as like that subtle little feeling in your body. And then if you're not listening to that, it comes as like emotions in our, in the way that we feel. And if you're still not listening to that, boom, it's like physical symptoms are going to start to come up for you. I love that. I love that. Yes. I definitely hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. I feel like we've kind of talked about a mix of everything. (laughs) I'm curious if you just have anything else that you would say to anyone who's going through a hard time right now, or anyone who is just kind of starting to follow their passion. Um, and is just a little overwhelmed by how much there is. I know those are two kind of two different questions, but if anything comes up for you. I think a lot of people and myself included, they choose something because they think it's a good idea. But if you love travel and fashion or whatever, go do travel and fashion. Don't try to pick something else. I always knew I loved travel, but I didn't, I had the limiting belief, like who's going to pay me to travel the world, laugh out loud. And now I'm like, who's going to pay me to travel the world, laugh out loud. (laughs) And so, you know, you just, anything is literally possible. Like we said. Um, and I think that when you're first starting out, it's so easy not to believe that that's true for you, but if it's true for other people, then it can really be true for you. So don't count yourself short and don't waste time. Like I did doing other things because you think they're a better idea. Cause you're going to end up back to your soul's purpose anyway. So really yeah. connect with the woman within ask what is asking to be created through me. What lights you up, follow the fun. Yeah. I love that. And no matter what it is that you want to do and no matter what it is that you are going through, there's always somebody out in the world that is in either the same or a very similar or even worse situation than you are. That is taking all of those things that you're using to limit yourself, but they're, they're running with it. And they're looking at those things and they're like, eh, I'm going to do this anyways. So you can also choose to be that person. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So what are you kind of doing in your business now and where can people find you if they want to connect? Yeah, definitely. So I'm on Instagram at Camellia Britton. It's K-A-M-E-L-I-A dot B-R-I-T-T-O-N. A little bit of a hard name. So that's why I spell it. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, my blog is hackerette.com. And yeah, so what I'm doing in my business, I am loving it. Absolutely loving it. I have a, um, I call it a mindset and marketing mastermind. We really, we cover Instagram, we cover mindset, obviously marketing, business coaching, all the things. And so really all that you need, all those things, it's all connected, right? Cause it's yeah. like, I can give you all the strategy in the world as we talked about, but if you don't have the mindset to go make some moves, then it's not going to be successful. Right. And so we really have an amazing program. I have, you know, I have sort of a DIY self-coaching program, and then I have a VIP VIP group coaching program. And then I have a one-to-one premiere, you know, platinum kind of, you know, one-to-one program. So I have different levels of support based on how much support you need and want in your business, where you're at, if you're just starting out or whatever. And I also have, you know, for different budgets and things like that. So, um, and I also want to offer, anyone who's listening, a free strategy call with me. And we can definitely chat, get some clarity around, you know, your business and stuff like that. And to see if I could help you and which of the programs would be the best fit for you. So definitely take me up on that. Yeah. I love that. Definitely go and check out Camelia. And I love that you mesh in the mindset because doing just the business and strategy stuff alone is not enough. So thank you so much for being here today. It was a really awesome conversation. And we got to talk about a lot of different things. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to connecting with everyone listening.